0: welcome. This is Coach Delia. This podcast is intended to help you realize why you are stuck repeating old patterns. This is where we have fun digging into what subconscious thoughts are keeping you in vicious cycles, where we discuss how to get unstuck through communication, self-love, and awareness. Join us twice a week as we discuss many topics. Some days we'll have guests, some days we'll answer calls and questions, and others it will just be me discussing a variety of life-changing subjects. Thank you for being here and taking healing into your own hands. I look forward to the path this journey will take us on. Hello, everybody. It's Coach Delia on this beautiful Tuesday morning. The sun is shining. Excited to be here to share another very important topic that's very near and dear to my heart that I have both fortunately and unfortunately have had plenty of experience with. Today we're going to talk about fear and its limitations. And I want to thank you once again for being here and hanging out with me, learning a little more about the control that you do have, how your brain works and why exactly things happen the way they do many times. So once you have more information on how to jump into your personal power, The goal is that you'll learn to navigate your life more freely and that you'll be able to attain all those goals that you set for yourself without the limitations. Um, I want to dive deep into this particular um, topic because a lot of us are sharing that we want certain things in our lives. Somehow we're afraid that we're never going to attain them. And with that fear comes a lot of setbacks that we actually... um, Uh, prevent ourselves from um, achieving the goals that we want to. So I want to dive a little more deep, a little deeply into uh, this particular topic and start by asking you guys a few questions. Um, I want to ask you what you've been dreaming about lately, right? A lot of us have dreams and goals. We don't like to share them all the time because then people want to hold us accountable. Sometimes it's productive, sometimes it's not. I want to ask you guys, like, what motivates you to wake up in the morning? What exactly do you get out of bed for? Are you dragging your feet? Are you excited to get up out of bed in the morning? Like, what exactly is happening in your mind as you are rising from your bed every morning? Um, I want to know what you've been wanting more of in your life. I'm curious, like, what is it that you say you want more of in your life? Is it more money? Is it uh, more freedom? Is it more love? Is it more family? Like, Start asking yourself these questions because we're going to do a little exercise today, and I'm going to challenge to ask you. I'm going to challenge you to ask yourself some questions, and we're also going to write down a few things. So if you have a pen and paper next to you, I'm going to highly encourage you guys to grab something to write with, um, as I'm going to ask you a few questions that I want you to really be honest with yourself about, and to give them space on a piece of paper to literally help you take the power away from these things that are. Bringing you into, let's say, the fear, right? I say fear and its limitations because when we do have fear inside of us, somehow we're limited as to the choices that we allow ourselves to make, um, the paths that we take. Many times we don't always engage in the um, fun stuff that we'd like to engage in because there's fear of failure and fear of judgment and fear of a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm going to start asking you guys to write down the things that you're fearful of. Um, That's the question I'm going to be asking you guys today. Um, I know it's important for us to not give power to those things, but I do know that we need to acknowledge them. Pretending that they don't exist isn't going to get us to the point where we can actually um, surpass these limitations. So what we're going to do today is start writing down as we're talking some of the fears you may have. I'm going to share a couple of mine to help encourage you. Um, many of which are in my past, many of which still creep up at night or during the day or whatever time of the day. They really don't have a specific time when they creep in. They kind of just creep creep in when they want. So let's start by writing down the fears that you may have. Um, Don't judge how big or how small, how important or not important they are. I just want you to feel free to write down whatever fears you have that you know in your life has caused some limitations in your life. Right. And then we're going to we're going to just discover a little more about what that means and how it is that you actually live your life um, or not live it, according to design, because of how you feel things will unfold if you do engage. So once again, we're going to talk a little more about that and its limitations. Very important topic that we're going to talk about today is the limitations that you're facing, because we always do think that there is going to be a sky falling on our head, that the world's going to end, that there's just no way I could ever do it. So I want you guys to start writing those things. And then at the same time, start thinking about what you want more of in your life. Like if you didn't have these fears, what exactly would be happening in your life? How would it look different in your life? So, um, Feel free to start writing. Um, Thank you once again for being in here. This is Coach Felia. We are live on Facebook and YouTube. You can reach us on Spotify and Apple Podcast as well. Uh, We are gonna be sharing some clips. Please feel free to follow on many of our social media platforms. Um, They are here for you guys. We are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, also TikTok. Uh, Many ways that you can reach me. The best way is probably to text me on my personal cell. Also, you can reach us at this email. We're encouraging you guys to send in your written um, scenarios of things that you may be going through at this time that you may need help dissecting or help making choices or decisions on. So feel free to write in. We will keep you anonymous. If you choose to remain anonymous, we can do that for you. All right. So as you are writing down these fears, as they come up, I want you to understand that we all have experiences that justify fears, right? Right um oh you know i was you know in a bridge and i almost tripped and fell so now i'm afraid of heights um i was in an elevator and it got stuck so now i'm afraid to be in an elevator so there are many theories that we have actual experiences for that we can justify so it totally makes sense even those we're going to help you um overcome um but what happens or how does it work when we're fearing things that we have no experience right so like say you want to get on a plane but you've never been on a plane and you're afraid. It's like, why am I afraid if I've never had an experience to justify the fear that I'm feeling, right? So we're gonna talk a little more about it in this episode and we're gonna dive into the unknown reasons that will help you understand the hesitation when it comes to wanting to try new experiences. Like, why do we hesitate? It's like, there's an invisible barrier that is like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. All of a sudden it's like kind of holding you back and many of us feel it, you can't see it but it is an energetic uh, kind of holding you back. It's like a little, it's like a little wall that says, "No, no, no, don't do it. You might get hurt." And then we have all these different scenarios that play out in our head. So I want to validate you for those type of fears. I want to validate the fact that it is there is a reason why we do feel fear. Um, remember, good or bad, your mind and body has memory, and its number one goal is to protect you whether or not you feel like you need protection. Right. So again, we can all relate to an experience where we did have a negative um, emotion when it came to, you know, you actually not wanting to engage in something. So I'm going to share a couple of stories and hopefully that helps you guys relate a little better. Um, I definitely want to make sure that you guys are understanding that your fears are valid and that they are, you um, In fact, something that can definitely drive us to be very upset with ourselves. So that's what I wanna touch on. Sometimes we're so fearful of something and we don't engage in it, then we get mad at ourselves. Like, oh my gosh, why can't I do it? I hate that I'm afraid. I hate that I feel like I have these limitations and I'll never get over them. So that's what I wanna talk about as well. Like the talk that we share with ourselves, right? The negative things we say to ourselves and the reasons why we might not be engaging in healthier behaviors. So I want to share a little story. Uh, when I was about 17, almost 18 years old, I think I was 18 years old, I was going to become a flight attendant. And the part of the training was for, I was like, actually travel agency, not flight attendant. Sorry about that. I was actually going to um, have to fly into Houston, never been on a plane before. And I left in a in a storm. So there was a storm leaving out of LAX to Houston. And uh, people on the plane were super nice. I'm freaking out. There's a whole bunch of turbulence happening. And I'm just, I'm just, I think I'm going to die. I just think I'm going to die. I've never been on a plane once again. The turbulence, people that have flown before were actually making noise that were very pleasant. So some people were like asking questions, what's going on, whatever. They kept saying it's the storm, it's air pockets, it's it's turbulence. So this is a very unknown experience for me. I'm freaking out. They get on the ground. They say, you know, it's very rare that you're going to fly into a storm. So somebody talked to me about it and said, you're fine. You know, you survived. There were so turbulent, all that good stuff. While headed back home, we also flew out in a storm. So I told myself, I'm never gonna get on a plane again because I had an experience that had traumatized me in a way where I knew that I was lucky to get off the plane alive and that I was never gonna touch another airplane again. That was my goal, I was 18 years old. Fast forward years later, I wanna say like almost 20 years later, and it was about 15 years later, there was a training that was taking place in Puerto Vallarta. And I'm married, I have my daughter at the time, whatever, and I'm really interested in the stuff that they're teaching. I really want to be in this training, but I had to get on a plane to go to Puerto Vallarta. I'm like, oh my gosh. My desire for this growth and this knowledge was so strong that I remember booking my flight and telling my husband, I might die on this flight. Um, Take care of the baby. I love you. I need to know what this is about. And the desire again was so strong that at the point, I said, worst case scenario, I'd die, but I would have died actually pursuing something that I love. It was such a huge need in my heart to learn more about this stuff that I booked my plane uh, ticket. I went ahead and flew there and back. I was terrified the whole time and I just kept breathing. And I was so lucky to sit next to somebody that was just kind of helping me with my nerves the whole time. He's like, hey, I fly all the time. I fly international, I go to different countries, whatever, whatever. He says, one way you'll always know if you're okay is to look at the air, the flight attendants, just look at their face and their reaction. So when there's turbulence, if you see they just look okay, then you're fine, there's nothing to worry about. Now, if they start panicking or if I look at you a certain way, then you know we're in trouble. But other than that, you're safe. This is a perfect stranger. He helped me understand that I could just change my perspective, focus on something like, "Hey, the the airline, or the airline, the uh, flight attendant's face, their mannerisms, his, and not so much on the fact that I'm gonna die." Right? Mind you, nobody put me on this plane but my desire, and that's how strong it was. So I shared this for many reasons because we all have fears, and whether or not they're logical, it doesn't matter. Your body knows fear, it reacts to fear, and therefore, you know, you you just do what you do on a daily basis many people want to start classes they want to get a new job they want to have different relationships but they will convince themselves that something detrimental is going to happen and they just won't pursue it so i always do things backwards when i talk to my clients i said okay worst case scenario we talk about fears and i want you to think about it what exactly would be your worst case scenario if you pursued this thing that you're very fearful of And I literally have them role play a scenario of what that would look like if they in fact did do something, right? So like my case, a little, you know, extreme, but I'm like, if I don't go to this training, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. Even though I knew there might have been trainings in the future, something was just so strong in me that I had to be there. So what ended up happening is I told myself, okay, if this were to happen, I'm going to end up passing away and this happened so i already had my life insurance plan or whatever Like i went to the extreme of like literally role playing out the worst case scenario so little did i know that this was a start to a new way for my brain to think that even though there could have been a worst case scenario i knew what it would be i would write it out literally play it out and say would i be okay with the end results okay now For a lot of us, we're not gonna go to death. We're gonna go like, hey, judgment, there's a fear of people laughing at me, there's fear of me failing, which are all valid. What happens if you do fail? I want you guys to think about as you're writing down your fears, start thinking about what the worst case scenario would be, literally role play, and then ask yourself, would you be okay with it or would you survive or would you be able to still overcome worst case scenario? And um, honestly, 10 times out of 10, we can. So it's just allowing our brain to feel like it does have a way out. That if you do try, at least you would have tried and not always been with a what if. Because I don't know what's I don't know what's more detrimental is like the fear of worst case scenario or the fear of never trying, right? Because I've been on both sides and I'm sure a lot of you have as well. So yes, there's things that we do not have for sure, for sure knowledge of that it's gonna turn out all right. But you also don't know that it's not going to turn out all right right so it's fair it's fair game either way a lot of times our body feels again this hesitation to do things when we're young and have no experience in the world and it's summertime and we're with our friends and you see a lake or a pool whatever you just run and you jump in there right provided no one's giving you any you know uh scary stories about what the water can do to you because it's all about the belief system, right? So you run and you just go jump in the water with your friends. You don't even care. You're not worried about, you know, bad things happening to you because you're fresh, you're new, nobody's put it in your head that it's dangerous. So you just kind of enjoy the experience as you're there. However, if you have had an experience where water was damaging or something happened or you heard a story, now we're fearful of water. And even though you want to get in that water, all of us, many of us have felt, again, that invisible hesitation, like, oh, what if I get in? What if I don't get in? And I should get in and all my friends are in, but, you know, I'm, I'm so afraid of drowning or I'm afraid of whatever, whatever the story is or whatever experience you have. So it's much like us as adults, right? As we're young, we go, we jump into things. And as we get older, because we have experiences where we have, you know, had fear, shame, guilt or whatever, um, we, we tend to hesitate to make sure. Your body has a memory that it has, the brain memory, the cell memory, the muscle memory, you're, you name it. So if your body or mind at any point in time feels that you're in danger of something, it will create this hesitation for you to not pursue the thing that you really want to, even if it is something that you strongly desire. So the goal to do, uh, to push through that is to actually initiate, to face your fears. It's called exposure, right, exposure therapy. You expose yourself to the things that you're fearful of. Now, I'm not saying go run and jump in the water. I'm not saying that because that could be traumatic in itself, but little by little, start pushing that barrier, right? You have that little wall that's telling you, no, 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 you might get hurt. And you have to start saying, but what if I don't get hurt? But what if it is fun? What if I do have a positive experience? Right? I'm a very big, um, very big on you talking to yourself because we do it anyway. All of us talk to ourselves. We just don't always see the right thing. So when intrusive thought comes in or fear comes in, I want you to start challenging that To so say, why, why, what's going to, what's the worst that can happen if I put one foot in the water? What's the worst that can happen if I put two, right? And have people support you. You know, you should be in a circle of people where you can share your fears and then they're to support you while you're exposing yourself to these fears, right? I was a very fearful person um, the majority of my life when I lived with anxiety and depression. And there was a lot of things that I could not do. Um, things like park underground. I don't know why I had never had an experience where I was trapped underground in this life (laughs) Um, or maybe in my lineage I don't know right there are a lot of people who do believe we bring on past life experiences so maybe I had a fear of underground because something in a past life um I maybe had an experience where it was detrimental and underground provided a lot of fear for me and I carried it over to this life right or something in my generational line I just know I used to have a lot of anxiety about going underground And every time I would go somewhere where they had an underground parking, my husband, lovely enough as he is, I tell him he was enabling me, but at the time he just didn't know what to do with me. But um, he would leave me at the park, I mean, at the entrance of the hotel or wherever we were, and he would never take me underground. I don't know why in my mind, logical or not, I thought that the building was gonna collapse. And I would create stories in my head, but never like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. No, it was was a little more dramatic than that. I was a a bit more creative. So the building would collapse, I would be stuck underground and then nobody can find me. I'm still alive, but I have all this rubble on me and it's just my face where I can breathe just a little and I was suffocating. So I would come up with very creative scenarios. I promise you, I didn't design them on purpose. They were just things that popped up. So I have experienced many fears in my life And for many, many years, I did live in fear of those things. And I did not pursue the things that I know would make me happy. And I always had the what if. What if I would do this? What if I would do that? So little by little, as I started learning the power of my brain, I started exposing myself to the things that made me more fearful. I understood that fear only has one place to go. Fear and anxiety, they raise up, they peak, and then they have to come back down again. So um, in exposure therapy, they do ask you to expose yourself little by little, right? We talked about the water. So what I ended up doing is I would drive to underground buildings, park outside, and then make myself go into the underground building or parking little by little. And I was making sure that I can still see the outside light, right? But I would step into it, take a deep breath, and when my mind started telling me that I was going to die and it was going to collapse, I'd start talking to it and say, how would it collapse? This building has been here for so many years? Look at the beams, look at the structure. So the whole time I'm distracting myself, right from feeling like I'm going to be, you know trapped under all this rubble after. The fear in itself, you guys, isn't always logical, right? But nobody's ever going to tell us that. It feels very real to us and nobody could tell us any different. So I want you to be the one to to tell you yourself different and to not allow the fear to keep you what I call um, pretty much handicapped and not understanding that you can literally have power over the things that, that come. So it didn't happen overnight, but the more and more I did that, the more and more logic would come in and it would replace the thought of me being crumbled in this parking structure. But I was literally allowing my anxiety to peak. So it would go all the way up. I'd take a deep breath, tell myself stories. I didn't want to distract myself as much as I needed to because I wanted to feel the anxiety peak. And once it peaked, you guys, it would just come right back down again. I had to just be willing to expose myself to my fear to allow myself to live the worst case scenario, to ask myself those questions, to think more logically in that particular moment when my heart is racing a thousand miles per hour and my brain is telling me, get out of there, it's gonna tumble. Well, it never did. No, none of the structures ever collapsed. Nothing ever happened where I was trapped underground. And now I can go underground and not fear that things are gonna crumble why because i allowed my brain to think differently i gave it another scenario i've always i was okay with worst case scenario right and it's not something that You have to practice with every fear, but I'm talking extreme. So when we talk about fear of speaking, fear of making a phone call, fear of an interview or whatever, there's always strategies that you can take place. For example, what you're going to end up doing is allowing yourself to visualize what the desired outcome is. And it's a very simple technique, very highly effective technique that helps you put yourself in a different place. Now we talked about it in previous episodes that your mind has no clue. Your subconscious mind has no clue what's happening in the present. It just, it just knows that it's happening right now. It doesn't know that it happened two days ago, two weeks ago, that it's going to happen in six months, but it's about the picture we give it. So when you allow yourself to express your anxiety, your fears or whatever, and you process them, let them peak and allow them to come back down. Now you're in complete control. You've opened another pathway in your brain with a different possibility other than failure, death, or judgment, okay? If you do want to go on this job interview and you screw it up, you went on the job interview and you screwed it up. However, you can, prior to going to that job interview, close your eyes, allow yourself to feel the anxiety and the fear that comes with it, and then close your eyes and envision the desired outcome, how you're dressed the possible questions that they can ask you, possible questions that you would ask. And then you close your eyes and you envision yourself already working in that place. So when you go in and you've given yourself those scenarios in your brain, when you go to this particular interview, you feel a lot more in place. You feel more refreshed. Right. And then I'm also going to say, hey, if you don't get this interview, if you do stumble over your words, if you do, what's the worst that can happen? You don't get that job but you would have come this much closer to exposing yourself to a fear that at one point you would have not even thought about doing it, therefore empowering you. So little by little, it's kind of like feeding yourself spinach, right? Popeye, Um, old cartoon. When, you know, he was a normal man, but when he would have his spinach, he all of a sudden was a lot stronger. So this is kind of what I describe as giving yourself a little bit of spinach here and there. If you give yourself these opportunities, if you allow yourself to expose yourself to your fears, you'll understand that you're giving yourself a little spinach and you get stronger and stronger with each time you allow yourself to feel vulnerable, where you allow yourself to be fearful. And there are things that you could do on your own. What are you afraid of, right? Right. Look at your list of things that you've been writing, the things that you're afraid of, and ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen if you try, If I tried this? What is the worst that can happen? And I want you guys to be so honest with yourself. And after you've written down these fears and say, okay, if I engaged in this, if I did this right here, right now, what's the worst that can happen? And go through all the crazy scenarios and say, would I be okay? Would I still live? Would I still be uh, okay with talking to my friends, my parents, whatever, and sharing this experience. And you'll be surprised that before you know it, you would have started engaging in many of the things that you would have never thought of doing because you're okay with the outcome. A lot of times we talk about not being attached to the outcome. If you're going to try something and you're fearful of it, who cares how it turns out if you already made the steps to get there? One other thing that you need to work on as well, that we all need to work on is being okay with saying, hey, I tried it and kudos to me for doing that. What's wrong with celebrating those efforts? If you've never done this, what if it works, right? What if all of a sudden you're engaging in these things and it starts working, you find yourself less fearful? You tell your body it's okay, hey, we had a really bad situation before, but you're fine. When I was underground or in a plane, um, now I fly everywhere, right? We get the nervous you know, little things here and there, but it's not like before where you think you know, your plane's going to crash into water, whatever, and I'm going to be the only survivor, and I'm going to help people get out of the plane. Like Those were all scenarios that I was playing in my head. And I said, okay, if I help other people, then you no know, plane crashes. If I live, that means I'm not done here, and I'll do the best that I can to help people. And I say that with a smile because I remember the thought of it alone was so crippling right? It literally made me feel like I couldn't move my limbs. And now I talk about it, you know, and it's funny because after that, I would get a lot of the emergency exit seats. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, the universe is funny. It wants to make sure that I'm okay with being the person who helps these because I used to have the fears of me being the one helping everybody on the plane. Now I count it as a privilege because my brain has allowed to go to three or four different scenarios where it's not just detrimental and everybody dies and I die with them eventually, right? So, if there is something that you have not given yourself the opportunity to do because you're afraid of judgment of failure or whatever start thinking about the worst case scenario what if what if and literally allow your mind to kind of just go there to play with it to understand that there's there are different choices than the one you're doing because i know a lot of you are kicking yourself in the butt because you're not engaging in those things you're not trying anything new and then you're upset that your life is the same that you haven't gone on the airplane, that you haven't booked the trip, that you haven't worn that outfit because everybody else is gonna judge you, right? you name it. And I don't wanna say that some fears are bigger than others because I really think that fear is fear. I don't think that my fear of being underground or getting on an airplane or a thousand of the other fears I have is any better or any greater than you wearing an outfit to go to a family gathering and you being fearful of judgment. I don't think that they're different at all. All well, the brain certainly doesn't know that they're different. The heart has no idea that there's a difference between the two because we're the only ones that feel what we feel. And again, fear is valid. But my question to you is what are you allowing fear to do or prevent you from doing in your life because you're thinking of a what if scenario? And who's more important for you to please, your own heart's desire or other people being okay with what you're wearing or the job that you have or the things that you do? You have to start asking yourself these questions because they're not fun to ask, but they're amazing when you get to answer them. When you get to step into your own power and say, Yeah, you know what? I one time I was very fearful of this. And now I get on planes once a month. I'm traveling everywhere. I'm doing a whole bunch of things that I sometimes forget, you know, how fearful I was. And then there's times where I say, Okay, this is really good. One thing that I do remember always asking is never forgetting how it felt to have anxiety and depression and all these fears. So they're very familiar to me now in my muscle memory, in my mind. I've done a lot of healing for a lot of those things, which literally neutralizes the feeling of, but sometimes the body does have a reaction, right? I've missed a plane before. I've missed a flight and my body went through everything like, oh my gosh, here it goes again. Okay. I missed a flight. You're fine. You're fine. I had to sit there and talk to myself. So i'm not saying that these techniques make it so you're never fearful again but they help you literally talk to yourself talk yourself down and allow yourself to think of five different scenarios that could take place because i missed this flight do i go back home is was this trip not meant to be right i was there on time i missed my gate whatever that's one scenario do i get a later flight right do i call people do i fly out another time like what do i do and now i have all these options In fear, there isn't any room for options. It's kind of like, if this happens, that's it. But you know that we have plenty of different options. We just don't know because we're so, so crippled by our fear that we don't allow our brain to think about other scenarios. And this is why I want to encourage you guys to write down all your fears. And when you have a list of all those, I want you to go through them one by one and say, okay, what would I do if this happened? How would I handle it if I did expose myself to this and people laughed at me? How would I handle it if I did take this class and I didn't do as great as I wanted to? And But how would I feel as well that if I did do this thing and I accomplished the goals that I had? So allow yourself to feel both things because I think there has to be a balance in everything. There was that time where I didn't want to fly out to Puerto Vallarta, and I, went, and I was so grateful that I did. And I kept telling myself, you're going to go, you're going to get certified, you're going to help some many people, you're going to do this. And that's what kept me going, is all the positive self-talk. So it's about how you talk to yourself. It's about how you allow yourself to feel and think, but it's also about the breaking up of just the one way. There isn't just one way. There's multiple ways. And I really want you to exercise your brain to think about the multiple ways that you can definitely engage in more positive behavior so we have a question here let's see all right so it says what about losing a loved one um are you afraid of losing your loved one or having already lost a loved one so i want to be clear because it's probably two different answers uh, depending on so if it is like you're afraid of losing someone i really do believe that each of us are on our own journey And when our contract I'm going to call is up here on the planet that we did what we have to do, we have to honor that individual's journey enough to not not feel the pain or have all the questions, but to understand that there is a reason for that person's existence. And then when you no longer want to exist on this plane, that's also a choice that they have to make. Right. Um, A lot of us, uh, I want to also ask you to play with that scenario. Like if you were to lose somebody, what would you do? How would you act? What would your life be like? It's very similar. I mean, it sounds more dramatic, but it's still a fear, right? And we just talked about it. Like, I don't think a fear is greater than another. So if you are afraid of losing someone, ask yourself, where is the fear coming from? Right? Is it because you think you don't validate this person enough? Because you're totally dependent on this person? Like, where is your fear coming from? Ask yourself that question first. The The second thing I would do is give yourself a scenario of what your life would look like without that person existing here on the plane and allow yourself to visualize it does get very emotional and there's nothing wrong with that i love to work my emotions i love to i don't want to say play with them but i do i i pretty much allow myself the well, last episode we talked about anxiety and depression and i allowed you guys to feel anxiety i allowed yourself to feel you know sadness and then we kind of moved it around because we do have the option of moving our emotions around And this is something very similar right we talk about the death of somebody one we can't control when somebody goes we have no control over that and i think that once we accept that we stop blaming ourselves because i have a lot of people who are like oh my goodness this person passed i could have should have would have so the first thing i would say is if you're fearful of losing this person live with them more fully live with them more in the present that's what i would say to that is is enjoy the person while they're here Fears are very natural. I think everybody fears losing someone or something, right? It's very, very logical to think that way. It's about getting um, really much like really deep into it where you can't function. Like I've met people that are so afraid of dying that they're not living. Um, themselves or somebody else. They're not living with this person, not really enjoying them because they're in constant fear of lo- losing this person, right? Whether it is it is to death or to you know just not being in a relationship with this person anymore. And you can create so much anxiety and so much fear with just your thought alone that you'll create that in your reality. And I ask you to switch it. Switch, enjoy this person. Have you talked to this person? Have you told them how much you love them, how much you appreciate them, right? A lot of people say things like, you know, when I pass away, don't bring me flowers. If you want to bring me flowers, bring them now. Don't wait till I'm dead. And I love that because we all should be enjoying ourselves very fully with the people that, first of all, we love and that we want to hang out with. Also with our hopes and dreams. I think that's very important that we need to spend more time on the things that we love and we desire and expose ourselves more to our fears to be able to um, surpass those fears. It's gonna allow them to hold that that little power over us because it is something that will prevent you from living your life. You're living the life the way you want to live it. So even though it's easy to say, hey, you're gonna lose somebody, it is what it is. I really want you to dissect that. If I were to lose this person, first of all, why am I so afraid? What's here? What's, why is it even coming up? And then you ask yourself what you would do. And then in the meantime, what are you doing to enjoy this person while they're still alive? I think a lot of us take other people for granted. And we, we also take the de- desires of our dreams and things that come in, downloads or dreams or whatever, we take those for granted because I think they're given to us for a reason. I really do believe that we have these visions of amazingness because we're supposed to attain it. But if we don't give ourselves the opportunity to feel even deserving of it, right? And that's a whole other, whole other topic is that we need to start feeling more deserving of receiving the things that we love and that we actually want in our lives to make room for it. Because there's a way, there's a way you can structure your brain to make sure you manifest those things. But right now, when we're dealing with fear, like I had a whole other topic that I wanted to share with you guys today. And the past three nights like i've been just having dreams about fears and people and how they're not living their best life and how they're just being crippled by it you know and i get it but i also know that there's ways around it that you don't have to live in fear that you don't have to continue to feel you're going to fail at something or that the sky is falling because there's so many other scenarios that we can literally manifest we could create in our own reality And the more and more you sip into those fears, you guys, and that you abolish the power they have over you, the more and more opportunities come your way. You're ready for more, right? You get yourself ready to receive more and more. You challenge yourself. You allow yourself. You you respect your fear. You honor your fear. But talk to your fear. Talk to it as if it was a two- or three-year-old little kid. Like, if you were afraid of something... You judge yourself about it, right? A lot of us judge ourselves for our fear. Oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. I'm so mad at myself. I can't believe this is so scary and this is so stupid and I'm so old. And we get into that vicious cycle. But I tell people all the time, talk to yourself like you would a three or four year old kid. If they're afraid of something, do you tell them how stupid they are and how dumb they are and they should get over it by now? You don't talk that way. So why do you talk to yourself that way? It doesn't make any sense. You don't know the version of you inside of you, you're two, you're three. your 2 you are 3 you do not know where that fear is coming from. You don't know if it happened five or six even when you were five or six or whatever. So let's just pretend, let's know that all our, the younger versions of ourselves are living within us. And if they're fearful for whatever reason, talk to yourself like you would a four-year-old hey, I know you're scared. I understand. How many of you are parents, aunts and uncles out there have had to talk a kid off of the ledge, right? Because they were afraid to go into first day of school and somebody was being mean to them and somebody made fun of their outfits or whatever it is, right? How many of us had talked to a child to say, hey, step in your power. It's okay to be afraid. You go in there, be strong, think positive. All of us have given advice to somebody like that. So now I want you to turn it around and give yourself the same advice. How would you talk to yourself if you were a four-year-old, five-year-old little boy or girl that was just very fearful? Does not matter what the fear is. How many things have you been fearful about in your past that you've overcome because you just went ahead and went for it? All of us have done that. So I encourage people all the time to use the experiences you've had in the past to help fuel you forward, to continue to attain the goals that you want, to continue to abolish... You know, the freaking fears that come in that, yeah, maybe they're logical, but most of them are not, right? Let's be real. Most of them are not logical. And honestly, worst case scenario, what can happen? And process that and allow yourself to visualize what that even looks like. So my goal for you today is that you would have written some fears. We all have them. Write them down. Write down how you would love to handle them. Like If you had no fear, how would you pursue all those things? And just pretend you don't, pretend you don't have fear and start figuring out how you would execute each one of those tax, 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 tasks, each one of those tasks, write it down, do yourself a favor and start engaging and applying those things and pursue the things that at one time might've brought you crippling fear. And now little by little, you stick your toe in the water, you stick your foot, you stick You're finally, you got one leg in there. Okay. That's great. Applaud yourself for having the one leg in there. And now you keep moving forward. So I hope this information has been helpful to you guys. I want to thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited. Um, My contact information is here in case you guys want to contact. Again, we're on a whole bunch of different social media platforms. I am holding a workshop tomorrow. There is some room still for our 10 a.m. workshop and our 6 p.m. workshop. The workshop will be two hours long. We are going to be talking about the things that we're leaving behind to step into the things that we really want to. So this is really good for anybody who's ready to not allow themselves to be crippled by fear anymore or by limitations or by past experiences and to really understand the power you have to take care of you and to move forward. And and it's okay to say thank you to the past for teaching me what you have, but you know, I want bigger and better and a lot of strategies on how you guys can get there. So again, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. And then we'll see you guys here back on Thursday. Bye guys.